We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 391. I am your guest today. This is a solo episode all about Wellington International. I polled you guys a while back asking if you had any questions about WEF, Wellington, all of that, and um, got a lot of questions. So I thought I would take a minute to do a little Q&A to talk all things WEF. So here we go. The first question is from Amy, and she asked, when was the first time that you went to Wellington and what was your experience like? Uh, I love this question. I actually ask a lot of people on the podcast this question because I remember mine so vividly. I think I first went to Wellington in 2016 as a professional. I never went as a junior rider, but it was always something that I had dreamed about, seen on live streams on social media, and always wanted to go. And I I'm telling you, it did not disappoint. When people say that Wellington is Disneyland for horse people, it is so true. It's so magical. As soon as you enter the Wellington showgrounds, it is just so iconic and beautiful. It's so well kept and everything that you see online, it's just like so fun to finally see it in person. So for me, I was, to- I was, you know, fully an adult. I was a young professional going with clients for the first time in my team. And it was just like, definitely like a bucket list item for an equestrian. So I went, yeah, several years ago, but have been going every winter since. I live four hours north of Wellington. So it's actually pretty easy for me to make the trip down. So I'm still based in Jacksonville, Florida year round, but we have um, a few clients that head back and forth between Jacksonville, Florida and Wellington, Florida through the winter. So I am part of that group and it's a good setup. I really like it. It's just enough um, of a drive to not be too terrible. And I've really done it uh, almost weekly now <laughs> in the winter time. So it um, has become pretty easy to navigate. So that is probably my first experience of Wellington International. I just remember it really feeling so perfect and so beautiful. So that was probably my first experience. Patty asked, how do the vendors and shops work at Wellington International? Good question. I really like how the vendor is are set up at WEF because um, there's a couple different spots. So kind of depending on where you're at, where you're showing, if you're at a Saturday night lights class, or if you are, you know, grabbing some lunch, there's lots of different options. And I feel like they've kind of separated it and categorized it well. So let me kind of walk you through a few of the, my favorite spots. So one is kind of your classic iconic vendor row that most of the vendor shops are located and kind of what you know, I feel like would be considered the main area of shopping. And that is kind of the, in the middle of the showgrounds, you'll see a big 
banner and sign that's um, for the Oasis Cafe. And that's kind of the central eating place um, that has a really good restaurant. But then you'll see there's a, there's a parking area for a lot of golf carts. And then on both sides, it kind of makes a, a kind of a galley style tent setup with lots and lots of vendors. Wellington's definitely one of the top places to be from a vendor perspective. And so you really see all of the top brands, any helmet, boot, saddle company you can think of has a tent there, as well as some really amazing boutiques and clothing companies. So that's a main one for sure down by Oasis Cafe. It's kind of nestled in between ring six and ring seven. So that's a good spot, definitely. Another really beautiful spot is near the Tiki Hut, which is up by the bridge of the International Ring. You'll often see, you know, the big green bridge and right below the bridge is the in gate for the International. So right with, you know, in the bridge as well as on the sides of it, there are some amazing shops and boutiques. You'll see the Wellington International shop there that has some really great options for some WEF swag, which if you are a visitor, it's it's so fun to come back with a WEF sweatshirt. They have some really good stuff this year. Um, you'll also see some of your higher-end boutiques. Hermes has a booth there, um, a permanent shop actually, as well as um, some of my favorites, which are Dada Sport, Karina Brez, just some beautiful um, options up there as well. And that's also where you have your VIP entrance over by the Tiki Hut. And so with any, you know, big Saturday night class, the Hunter Spectacular, the Charity Challenge, you'll see off to the side across from the gallery of of the um, main spectator seating, there is the VIP area. So it's all white tablecloth, um, a beautiful dinner spread, and that is a very luxe and bougie and wonderful way to watch classes in the International Ring at night. There are also lots of shopping options just off of the showgrounds, but very much so in Wellington. And those are usually on Pearson Road and um, a couple just around the outskirts of the showgrounds. Taqueria, Dover Saddlery, Tack and Rider all have permanent shops there. And so those are really good options too. I love this next question. Emily asked, how do you stay in Wellington all season long and live on the horse show food? That is such a good question. They actually have done a wonderful job at WEF giving you lots of options because I know for me, I am a healthy eater and I often struggle with finding healthy options at horse shows. I mean, you kind of think at about horse shows and it's like nachos, smoothies, um, hamburgers, you know, quick stuff to go stuff. So even like, you know, wraps or, or salads or things that are seemingly healthy are all just kind of like quick process to go and that kind of feel. So I always try to have some options. Um, we have a beautiful farm in Grand Prix Village. And so we are able to you know, pack food, have food in the refrigerator to be able to eat back at the barn. But when I'm on the showgrounds, there's a couple really good spots. 
One spot in particular is Farm Stand, which I forgot to mention is also a great vendor spot. There's a couple really cute boutiques and they have some new pop-ups there every week. But Farm Stand is located right in between the Grand Hunter Ring and Pony Island. And it is a beautiful little circle area. Um, they always have the same food areas, um, the food shop options there, but the boutiques will often change. But it's a really, really beautiful area. And all of their food options are really like organic and healthy. And I feel like that is a really good option. I love, they have a little um, food truck that has teriyaki chicken with garlic rice and sauteed vegetables. And I get it all the time, especially when I feel like I'm kind of low on my protein intake as well as vegetables, because let's be real, there is uh, definitely a struggle. I, I find that it, I, when I'm at horse shows, I feel like I'm so deprived from vegetables, especially green vegetables. So having the opportunity to get really good vegetables and protein, I think is so important and it keeps you full. Um, they also have a lot of fresh pressed juices. And so that's a really great option. There's also a really good coffee stand in there as well. And new this year, they have this snack stand, which I feel like is so long overdue, but they have really healthy snacks and treats and drinks and just things that you can grab that um, are just different than like a bag of potato chips or a sugary granola bar. So those are really good options too. So the farm stand areas usually where I go when it comes to food directly on the showgrounds. Ray asked, what does a typical week look like for you when you're at WEF? So I normally come down about midweek, but lately with um, us, we are predominantly hunters. And so our weeks five and six, which is what we are in right now, are so busy. We have lots of horses showing, gearing up for hunter week, which is week six. And you can qualify for a really big night class on Saturday night, which is the WCHR Hunter Spectacular. And it is my favorite event of the entire season. I absolutely love it. And we just have a great time showcasing several of our hunters and it's just like it's such a fun class it's like a grand prix but you know the, the crowd is just so excited and it's electric but it's for the hunters and I just love any opportunity to really showcase these top animals because they are just out of this world so on weeks like this, I'm here much earlier. I just stayed in Wellington for the past week and a half. So I was here a little bit longer than normal, but for an average week, I usually get here around Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I am up in Jacksonville, usually um, helping those horses, riding, training, with my clients. And then I head down to Wellington to help prepare the show horses for the weekend. So I usually get down here and join my team, which is Hesslink Williams. And we'll do, we'll wake up really early and do some riding. We usually like to take our horses into the ring that they will be showing in that day 
not do a ton of work in that early in the morning, but we usually show them around the ring, the jumps, get them acclimated to the ring because the next time they're in there, they're competing. So we do that. We go back to the barn. We do some lunging and some riding as needed and just get the day organized for our clients to show or if our rider Jeffrey Heslink is showing, just get those horses prepared for their rider. And then, then it's just really a lot about organization and timing and getting the horses prepared and then they make their way to the arena. We're in Grand Prix Village and it's a bit of a walk. It takes about 20 minutes for the horses to get from our barn to the showgrounds. And so everything is just kind of based on timing and really... Um, Wellington International does a good job of having things live on the website so you can kind of always be in the know as far as like how many out you are, um, how many more trips until your class starts. And so we really just do that and are constantly looking and seeing if there's any updates or changes for when we bring our horses to the ring because ideally we have them, you know, waiting around as little as possible. They can get to the ring, take a breath. And then, you know, we get on, warm them up in the warm up area and then show. So that's kind of what a typical day looks like. And um, usually like our Thursday through Sunday is a busy time, especially for our clients. Professional classes usually happen in the beginning of the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then the rest of the week is kind of all about the clients. So making sure that everything is organized, clients feel comfortable. We do some lessons back at the barn so they feel ready to go. And then that way we don't have to do a ton of jumping in the warm-up ring. We can usually jump a couple jumps and then go show. So that's typically what we do. Um, I'm normally at the horse show from, you know, super early in the morning, like maybe like 5 a.m. on a typical week morning. And then we are there usually until like five or six. Um, but at the end of the horse show day, we get everything organized. We write up the board for the next day and get everything situated um, for, you know, next day's long day of events. Head home, take a shower veg out, like just hang out on the couch a little bit, watch a show, order some food. We try to go either order food or get groceries and make food at home. And then every once in a while, we feel like we have the energy to go out to dinner. We we do um, have a couple spots in Wellington that we like, but otherwise we like to venture out to Palm Beach and get a full dinner experience. There's some really nice restaurants out in Palm Beach and it's only about a half hour away from Wellington. So it's worth the drive with the food. The food is just so much better. On most weeks, I head back on Sunday after showing is over and make my way home by Sunday night so that I can start the week out back in Jacksonville and ride those horses and teach some lessons in the beginning of the week at home. Whether you've experienced Wellington in person or have seen it on Instagram or the live stream, Anyone can admit that Wellington International is the world's leading hub for the equestrian excellence. It's nestled in the heart of Wellington, Florida, and they are proud hosts of the renowned Winter Equestrian Festival. Between WEF and their ESP annual series, they have over 40 weeks of horse showing. They truly are revolutionizing equestrian sport. So you can witness the excitement in person or online from January through March either through live stream or competing or spectating yourself. 
They also have every weekend Saturday Night Lights, which is a spectacle like no other. The Saturday Night Lights really offers you to experience the top of the sport and get up close and personal with top riders. So for more information, visit their website at wellingtoninternational.com. That's wellingtoninternational.com. And you can learn more about events, hospitality, the venue, how to watch online, and more information on the showgrounds. All right, let's get back to the episode. Riley asked, how long are people usually in Wellington for the season? I would say most of us, for us personally, after indoors, which is around the first week of November, we usually bring horses down to Wellington. Um, so that's a yeah, beginning of November. Usually by Thanksgiving time, everyone is kind of acclimated and settled. And then the technically the circuit starts the first week of January, but they also have a pre-WEF circuit, which is a great opportunity for people who are looking to get some points. Um, competition is usually a little bit lighter um, as people are, um, you know, some people aren't quite ready to start showing until January, but I really like December showing because it's a little bit more chill, especially for kids who are in school. Um, it's a great opportunity to go down for a couple weeks, like during your Christmas break. So we'll often have some clients show, or if we have some young horses that we're wanting to get experience or horses or riders moving up to a new level, it's a good opportunity to get some showing in. Um, and then obviously the season goes January, February, March, April. And then we usually stay, um, they have some post-WEF season during, you know, April. And then we usually make our way up north because by the time, you know, May hits, it is hot in Wellington. So it starts getting a little uncomfortable and we usually head north for the summer. Our summer kind of depends on what our show schedule is looking like and where we can kind of find a, a farm that is centrally located. But yeah, typically we are here from November to May. Jesse asked, who are some of the most famous riders that you've seen in Wellington? Oh man, I mean, really everyone comes here to show. I would say almost everyone. So whether it is you know, walking around doing a course walk, or if I'm, you know, at a Saturday night lights class and I'm able to really see some of these top riders up close and personal, man, I have seen so many. I've talked to some um, through, you know, doing interviews or doing stuff with the podcast. And so that's been really fun um, seeing people in person. You know, sometimes some of these riders I am meeting for the first time, you know, over the phone through the podcast. So it's fun to kind of catch up in person. But there are so many top riders that are here all season long. Kraut, McLean Ward, Kent Farrington, Ben Mayer, man, literally everyone. I just got back from week five's five-star Grand Prix, which was tonight for the Saturday Night Lights, and literally everyone was here competing. And it's so cool because you can really see for one, you can really see where the top of the sport is at, um, especially with it being an Olympic year. It is so exciting seeing riders and their horses working on really peaking their horses, you know, with the right timing to make sure that they are ready for, um, you know, World Cup finals, Olympics, like all of these big events that are, you know, that have been coming and, and then are, you know, in the near future. So that's really cool to see. And then also it's it's really cool to see how the the competition kind of lines up because 
um, in the summertime, everyone kind of spreads out. So you have, even though obviously there is still a lot of competition, it's just different. Where Wellington, I feel like it's so concentrated that the, you know, the top of the sport really tends to reside in Wellington during the winter. So you have a really good idea of how you as a, you know, a rider competitor measure up um, with the competition because you are competing at, you know, the top of the sport and the top of your division. And so I think in that regard, it's really rewarding if you are finding success, how, whatever that might look for you, um, competing in Wellington. I think it's really says a lot. And um, it's, you know, really, really realistic goal setting. And if you're able to find success here, you can find success pretty much anywhere. So I think in that regard, it's really cool. The last question I have time for is from Ella. And she said, I have always dreamed of going to Wellington and competing, but my barn doesn't go. Do you have any advice for how I could get my feet wet or at least attend or try to get more experience going to Wellington and trying to compete there? That's a really good question. I love that. I think that just coming down here as a spectator is a great experience in and of itself. I think come down maybe like a like a Wednesday to Sunday and really experience it all as a spectator first. Get your feet wet, take a look at all the the rings and um, watch all the different levels. Make sure you stay for the Saturday night big class. You can always look on wellingtoninternational.com and look and see what classes are coming up and time it to um, go to some some things that you want to see and just yeah just soak it all in it's it's such a cool experience but then as a spectator um, that's one thing but as a competitor that's a whole other thing so if it's something that maybe your barn doesn't do I bet that your trainer your program would have a relationship with someone who does do it and who is down in Wellington so I think just having those conversations and finding ways to make realistic goals around coming to Florida the other thing is it's expensive it's really expensive to make the commitment to be at WEF um, all season. But if there's ways that you could pop down, if you could work with another trainer, if you could work as a working student or as, you know, employee of a, a program that's already down here, I think that's a great opportunity as well for you to really be able to see kind of the back end and get your feet wet and see if this is something that you want to incorporate in your riding goals and your schedule before really committing uh, time-wise and financially. The other thing I always recommend to people is watch the top riders compete and train of their clients at WEF and ride. And don't be afraid to walk up to people and ask questions. I've had people come up to me. I've had people, you know, seen people walk up to Jeffrey and um, members of our program and top riders and um, really just say like, hey, I have been watching your career. I'm a really big fan. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? And nine times out of 10, people are so flattered and so welcome and, you know, willing to answer any questions you might have. And I think that, you know, it takes a little bit of guts, but I think that so many people are just totally willing to talk about it because 
they've been in your shoes before. They have been at a place where they needed to get more experience and ask questions and and figure out how to make this happen for themselves. So I think the biggest advice that I can give you is if you are looking to come to Wellington and eventually come and show here or you know have some opportunities to maybe be an exercise rider or a working student or you know do something like that i think take the time come down here as a spectator ask questions be bold walk up to people ask if you can shadow a top rider for the day or ask if you know a top program needs any help or as a working student opportunity or position available and just get get yourself out there. I think that this is an industry that so heavily relies on connections. And once you have those connections, you really the opportunities really open themselves up. So that would be my advice. But I had a few more questions, so maybe I'll do a part two. But I loved answering them. And I just think that Wellington is such a great place for hunter-jumper riders, trainers, industry members and i just think it's really the pinnacle of our sport in the united states south florida is an incredible place to be in the winter it is an escape from the freezing colds that i know i don't want to be at and it just is a great opportunity to be a part of the top of the sport so that's my little spiel on wellington international i am a huge fan and i'm always around if you have any questions and if you're around and you're on the showgrounds message me on instagram and i would love to meet up and happy to ask any questions answer any questions, chat with you a little bit more about what your thoughts are about WEF, your experience, and what your goals are. So that is me talking about WEF. Again, I am Bethany Lee, and this is the Equestrian Podcast. We'll talk to you next time. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast, and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week.